KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Friday, July 21st. Some local soccer players play in tonight's Team USA Women's World Cup game. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. A new study finds San Diegans could see lower electricity bills if the city formed a municipal utility. The San Diego City Council's Environment Committee reviewed a study yesterday that found a public power company could save ratepayers up to 15%. SDG&E and its unionized electrical workers oppose the move. The City of San Diego's Public Safety Committee has approved a plan to use streetlight cameras to record video to help investigate crimes. The committee voted 3-1 to one to approve the plan after hearing more than an hour of public testimony that was mostly opposed to it. Opponents argue the project would be a violation of privacy rights that could unfairly criminalize members of minority groups. The City's Privacy Advisory Board voted against the plan last month. The full City Council will have the final say. The school board for the Carlsbad Unified School District approved a plan on diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging earlier this week. The school board voted 4-1 to one to pass the plan after hours of deliberation and over 70 speakers voicing their opinions. Here's Carlsbad Superintendent Benjamin Churchill. It's been alleged that the plan lowers academic standards and eliminates consequences for misbehavior. This is simply not true. It's been alleged that we are providing medical care including surgery and life-altering drugs to students as part of this plan. This is simply not true. The plan will be implemented in phases over three years. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program. Shaping the next generation of data-driven problem solvers. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu. The 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup has begun, and the U.S. will be playing their first match at 6 tonight against Vietnam. The World Cup games will be played in Australia and New Zealand through August 20th. It's the first time that two countries will host the event. Joining me to talk about all things soccer is producer Ben Lacey. Ben, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Debbie. It's great to be on this side of everything. And uh, yeah, let's talk some soccer. So, Ben, I'm told you're a big soccer fan. Yes. um, You know, I'm not a soccer nerd. I can't tell you all the rules. I can't tell you all the strategies that go into what makes a winning team or a winning play. But it's just... A fun sport to watch. You know, I was talking about this with some of our colleagues in the newsroom a short time ago. And probably the best thing about it is that, you know, it's going to be over in like two hours rather than baseball work and go on and on. Uh, And, you know, one of my first uh, memories uh, wasn't going to a Padres game or, you know, anything else. It was going to a soccer's game at the sports arena uh, with my mom. And I've enjoyed soccer. I never played it as a kid growing up. Uh, I got back into it when I was kind of a young adult watching uh, the World Cup men's teams uh, various years. 
And uh, when I was living in Portland, Oregon, I was producing sports there for a news station. So I've been following this for a little bit. Well, San Diego has a few professional soccer teams and will soon be getting another. Would you say interest in soccer is growing in the region? Yes, San Diego is kind of growing exponentially as a soccer town. Uh, Just Wednesday, the NWSL announced that their championship game in this season is going to be hosted here in San Diego at Snapdragon Stadium. That's a huge uh, sort of feather in your cap for soccer in San Diego. We have some European clubs coming to town in the coming days, uh, but we have our own clubs already. We've got the San Diego Soccers who have, I don't even know how many championships already uh, in indoor soccer. Uh, San Diego Loyal, as you may have heard, led by Landon Donovan, uh, who is uh, in his own right a soccer star with the men's national team in his day. And, you know, as we know, Wave FC. And as you saw just uh, recently, MLS is coming to San Diego in a couple years. And you may remember that big reveal at Snapdragon Stadium. One of the people who was there was Manny Machado. He's putting some of his Padres money into owning part of that team. So people are buying in in so many different ways here. That's awesome. And San Diego will be representing at this year's World Cup. Who from the San Diego Wave will be playing? Well, we have to start with, you know, uh, the, the star of the show, Alex Morgan, uh, one of the best to ever do it. You may have, if you're on social media, on Instagram, if you follow uh, the national team and the various soccer accounts, uh, there's a big statue of her right now in New York. Uh, she's sort of dressed up as the Statue of Liberty holding the World Cup trophy and a soccer ball. And so she is very much a huge star. I don't know if we realize it here in San Diego, how big of a star she has become. And also Naomi Gurma, who is one of her San Diego Wave teammates, She's going to be appearing in her first World Cup this year, so let's listen, let's listen to that. This being one of the most diverse and youngest teams, um, I think to be on that is an honor for me. Um, and I think I'm really proud that we're going um, and we're representing the U.S. And I think we are an accurate re- representation of the U.S. So to have a team out there on the field that looks like a lot of people, um, that a lot of people can relate to, I think is going to be really powerful. Um, and it's just going to, you know, give us that extra oomph to win. <laughs> but they're far from the only ones who are participating in this World Cup from Wave FC, the San Diego NWSL team. So there, there's plenty of people to cheer for, regardless of who advances and, you know, what games you watch. But as far as watching these games, all of this stuff is going to be, you know, broadcast mainly on the Fox channels like Fox National, like Fox 5 here in San Diego, Fox Sports 1 on cable. And you can also stream it on a variety of platforms. So uh, there's plenty of places to find it. And if people want to get out and watch the World Cup, are there any watch parties happening in San Diego? Yes, uh, probably the place to start is in the South Bay. Wave FC has an official watch party there at a place called Novo Brazil. Uh, There's going to be more matches in the coming days. This is a month-long event, and uh, Wave have other watch parties planned in other parts of San Diego County. So uh, check out uh, not just their website for information, but kpbs.org has it all sort of corralled into one spot so you can see what's happening here in San Diego when it comes to the World Cup. I've been speaking with KPBS producer Ben Lacey. Ben, thanks for all the info and for joining me on the San Diego News Now podcast. Thank you so much. Speaking of San Diegans cheering on Team USA in the Women's World Cup, 
My colleague Melissa Mays spoke with a young fan who is excited to cheer on her favorite team to win its third straight World Cup title. Local soccer club, the Cardiff Soccers, had a special Team USA day during their summer camp to show support for the U.S. women's national team and the World Cup. Fifth grader Brisbane Gates is happy that people respect and support women's soccer. These girls did something really great, like compete on a national level of soccer, and they've won the um, World Cup four times and that's really cool to me. Surprisingly, the boys haven't won it once. <laughs> and she has these words of encouragement for the team. Don't give up, you got this. You've been in the World Cup a couple times, you know what's going on. You guys can beat them. <laughs> Melissa May, KPBS News. Coming up, downtown San Diego has transformed into a world of Comic-Con. A look at what's going on at the convention just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Comic-Con is running through this weekend, but because of the writer and actor strikes, reporter Alexander Wynn tells us this year's convention is focusing less on Hollywood and more on comics. It's the first year in a while that major studios aren't here and attendees say it's getting Comic-Con back to its old roots. With no Hollywood stars at Comic-Con, comic artists are the stars at this year's pop culture convention. That's how Palm Springs resident Peter Everling discovered South Bay artist Patrick Ballesteros. As soon as the convention floor opened, there was a line waiting for him. I only just discovered his artwork this year. Um, I, didn't, I didn't realize the line was gonna be this big. Um, so I didn't know he was that popular, um, but I can see why. Some exhibitors say they're seeing more people stop by the booths. That can be a good thing for undiscovered artists. Comic-Con runs through Sunday at the convention center with multiple off-site activations downtown and across the city. Alexander Nguyen, KPPS News. And there's Comic-Con events that don't require a badge, like a Hello Kitty food truck, a Camp Snoopy pop-up, art shows, and more. For a list of events that don't require a badge, visit kpbs.org slash Comic-Con. Among the cast of characters at Comic-Con, you'll find some mad scientists. While they are very much alive in science fiction, the true data tells us a different story. Education reporter M.G. Perez brings us this reality check from the laboratory. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Dr. Frankenstein was a little high-strung, almost inconsolable, when he created his monster. Mad scientists are known for their electric personalities and penchant for pursuing procedures and protocols that are purely problematic. What I want, a heart that I can replace with this Thing I have forced life back into. <laughs> One million dollars. Oh, oh, 
$100 billion. <laughs> no, she's not really Dr. Evil. She is a rocket scientist whose laboratory is often a classroom with students. As an engineer, as a problem solver, like you can upgrade stuff all the time. Jasmine Sadler is also a former military defense engineer, an entrepreneur, and advocate for teaching science. Guess what we're doing on Wednesday? What? Going to the Comic-Con Museum! This summer camp at Lincoln High School is sponsored by the Blue Heart Foundation, which supports young students of color in becoming scientists in an informal education space. Through summer camps, Saturday programs, after-school programs, that is what gives them the real-world perspective to the concepts that they're learning in school. Sadler is a Comic-Con panelist who is busting myths this week about scientists who are neither mad or villainous, although teaching her students artificial intelligence is a challenge. What happens when you don't have limits, you don't have laws, but you have everything you need at your fingertips do you use it for good or for evil? Because it's not the technology that's good or evil, it's the person. Jay Gardner is myth-busting at Comic-Con 2. She is a real scientist from Philadelphia, doing real research to cure pancreatic cancer. She knows the stereotype she's fighting. It's usually evil or mad, like, or very... Einsteinian with the white hair that's like very crazy. Gardner is none of that, but she does have credentials in creating comics, something she's done since she was in graduate school, her own way of teaching science in an unscientific way. Wanting to show science in a much more fun and interesting light than what our textbooks provide or how sometimes science lectures are given, like the rote memorization, that's far less interesting than what science really is. Gracie Ermey is a computer scientist from Seattle. She is in San Diego for the Dr. Evil myth-busting Comic-Con panel, too. Do your best imitation of Dr. Evil. <laughs> what is his phrase? I know he does the pinky thing, but... What she lacks in a mad scientist impersonation, she makes up for in her work. Ermi leads a team of engineers that processes millions of satellite images using AI to produce real maps of the Earth that can help world environmental leaders make decisions to combat climate change. Scientists are regular people who are working on cool things and have, you know, these specific skill sets that we've developed over time, but anyone can become a scientist and we're, we're not villains. We're, we're trying to make the world a better place. <laughs> and maybe have a little fun at the same time. In the name of God, now I know what it feels like to be God. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. This podcast is produced by KPBS producer Emmalyn Mohebi and edited by KPBS senior producer Brooke Ruth. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend.
KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org.